0: Hey Claire, wanna talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. (laughs) When you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic addiction. We've got some wrecks if you care to listen. going to talk to you about um, my bathtub experience. Yeah, let's is, just
1: go right into it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, because I bought a house recently, or somewhat recently, and it has this bathtub in it that we can't take a shower in anyway because of just, I'm not going to go into it, but just the way that it was designed, it doesn't make sense. But it's got these jets in the tub. and like, It's a dope bathtub. Like, I would kill for
1: this bathtub, honestly.
0: <laughs> it is really dope. I've never been into baths before. Mostly because, like, I just, I don't know where to put my hands because I feel like they're going to get pruney if they're on the inside. They're going to get cold if they're on the outside. And plus, I don't like, like, putting my entire arm on the side of the tub. But I was like, you know what, girl? If you're ever going to be into tubs, this this is is the the moment. This is going to be the (laughs) tub. So I got some candles to put around it. I got some bath bombs. I, like, pulled some stuff out of my closet for, like doing pedicure stuff or whatever. Like, just didn't know where this was going to go. Except I knew that it was going to be me masturbating with the Jets. jets. let's (laughs) go. I probably just never would have, like, gone through the extra effort if I wasn't like, well, there's going to be Jets involved. Totes, totes. So the first time I did it, I made the tub way too hot. And, um, which I thought was the intention, but it was really hard for me to even get it. It's
1: like such an unbelievably delicate balance. My husband and I are very into baths and we do them like at least once a week, but it's like so hard to get it hot enough that it feels awesome, but not so hot that you just immediately
0: start sweating. Well, I definitely went towards the latter on that where I was like very hot in there, but... I thought that was like part of the point, you know, to like loosen up my muscles or whatever. I mean,
1: I do like to sweat it out sometimes, and I usually like take a shower afterwards because yeah. just like I don't trust oils on my vagina at right. all. <laughs> I didn't have any
0: oils though.
1: Like the bath, I always is not use oils because my skin is really dry, so like it feels nice and yeah. it doesn't dry out your skin.
0: I think I will have to go with oils. I, I would I go would with be.
1: oils next time.
0: Yeah. Because I really don't like that. I end up spending, every time I take a shower or a bath, I spend like ten minutes just lotioning myself afterwards but it's unpleasant because it's cold
1: even if you don't shower i mean if you don't shower afterwards then the oils will just sink into your body and like feel great that. like Corey always feels so soft after he comes out of the tub but i don't because i rinse off first Right.
0: <laughs> all right well i'm definitely gonna have to go with oils but in this moment i went with a bath bomb that was like lavender flavored or smelling or whatever <laughs> i didn't drink it um, but I got into the tub, I sat there for, like, a minute, then I was like, well, I'm gonna masturbate, so I did that. That was very pleasant, but, like, afterwards, because I had been in, like, this specific position, and was, like, you know, trying to make it work, I was very sweaty by the end. And bright red like my face (laughs) was bright red I only knew this after I got out because I was like it's still piping hot in this tub I cannot sit in here for even a second longer because it's too hot so I got out of the tub and I like drained it and I just felt so bad and wasteful like I had drained a piping hot tub (laughs) and my husband wasn't even home or Uh, Actually, I think he was home, but he was, like, playing games with his best friend downstairs while his wife was masturbating in the tub (laughs) upstairs. Goddamn. But (laughs) either way, he was not capable of just using the tub after. I don't know if he even would have wanted to since I had been sitting in it, but it just felt, like, really wasteful, and I was like... "Um." It is so much water.
1: I do feel like a bad person even admitting that, like, I take weekly baths, but... It's such, like, a de-stressor for me. Mm. I mean, I wish that... I mean, honestly, I probably could... I have one of the womanizers that works underwater.
0: So I should try that. (laughs) I did not know you had that. That is awesome.
1: I bought that one when my old womanizer died. We're talking about a vibrator. A vibrator, the womanizer. FYI. It's kind of got, like, a Um, sucking...
0: Feel. I also yeah. own a womanizer.
1: I recommend it to everyone. Oh, I think yeah. it is pretty much the best vibrator I've ever bought.
0: It's definitely turned some like, like borderline frustrating or like unpleasant times into like full on the most amazing times.
1: Toads, toads, toads. I bought one, and then it died, and then I bought a different version, the yeah. one that, and it can, like, go underwater, which is great, so I have that, but I didn't like it as much as the other one, so then I ended up having to buy yeah.
0: another one. It's fine, because your other one's <laughs> going to break at some point anyway, so you might as well have some backups. Yeah,
1: and this time I registered it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> In
0: case it does break, Do but... you have the one that looks like a lipstick, so you can just, like... Carry it everywhere. We've is there a it. womanizer that looks yeah. like a lipstick? You and I saw it at a Shit, store. You're right. There's don't one that have... looks exactly like a lipstick.
1: I have so many sex toys, honestly, yeah. but they're so expensive. Yeah. I mean, you really have to ration yourself. No, I have two womanizers right, right. now. Fair enough. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> I only have the one, so you're still ahead of me. And mine doesn't look like lipstick either, but it is very small. So, like, I could it's keep it very in my purse. portable. I love it. Yeah. Um, but have you used it in the tub or no?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. I did have sex in the tub once and brought it in with me. So I probably did use it. I definitely used it, but I don't remember very well. Yeah. I definitely want to take a bath with it because that sounds great. I
0: mean, my primary (laughs) masturbation form for a while was the faucet like just you know the classic How style. do you
1: like finagle your body to do that though like with mine at least I would have to literally just like scoop my ass up against
0: the wall. Yeah that's what I do oh but I can't I can't do that with my tub now because there's like something that blocks it there's like a little latch or something that yeah makes you able to make it a tub or make it drain you know but, um, obviously it blocks the water flow and I haven't even tried. I don't even think I could get my whole business under there. I just haven't tried. Cause also I have this, you know, the Jets I really tub, can't. So I like, yeah. You have the fucking Jets. And so I have really a That's really
1: lucky. Cause I can like barely fit under my tubs. I hate my tub at home. Like mm. it, ugh, let's yeah. not even talk about it, but
0: well, maybe I'll move soon,
1: and then... I think we will move soon. Yeah.
0: Well, try (laughs) to find one with no latch, because I would really love for you to be able to experience that it's on time. Though, I listened to... I can't... Unfortunately, I can't remember the stand-up comedian that I was listening to about this, but they were just talking about how it is a little tricky, because, like, sometimes your ass is just covering the drain, so then the tub fills up, and (laughs) then you, like, almost drown. (laughs) (laughs) And you certainly don't get clean, I will tell you that. You certainly aren't getting clean with this. Anyway, though, the point is, is that it didn't work out for me that first time, but I did decide to go back into the tub on another occasion. I made it way cooler so that I was able to easily get into the tub. And then I was like, oh, I'll probably just add some hot water later. Did my business with the Jets, that worked out. And then while I was laying back, relaxing... Thinking, oh, I'm just going to add some hot water in a minute. I fell asleep in the <laughs> But it was awesome because that was kind of the goal, right? Yeah. Is to, like, get into a state where you want to fall asleep. So then, and then when I woke up, it wasn't even so cold that I felt like, oh, I'm cold. So um, I think that I'm, like, on my way to being a bath person. I'm so glad for you because, honestly,
1: it's one of the biggest parts of my, like, self-care routine is just, like, taking a bath and just, like, chilling out from life
0: yeah i think that's um i'm i hope that that becomes i bet it won't be like a weekly thing but i bet it could be like a monthly or a semi-monthly thing. it's better
1: for the environment that way anyway
0: yeah Well, i'm <laughs> not sure how much water it actually takes to shower anyway
1: could be a that's true amount. that's true it depends on how long your shower is
0: so true, true. well should we get into our foreplay qu- question yeah okay um so, this question is, what types of people do you like seeing getting together in romance novels? I think you should start,
1: because you have more, like, specific ones, I think.
0: Yeah, well, I picked this question to pair with this book, because this is kind of, like, my dream trope, which is <laughs> I like women who have a lot of experience and a lot of confidence, paired with men who don't have as much experience and or as as, as much confidence, I just, I think that in my personal experience, but also just in general, that there's something very powerful about a woman being like, I want to fuck you. I just think that that's awesome. And especially when you take someone off guard, it's just like god it's just the best I think for everyone in almost every circumstance that that happens so I just love that she's just like DTF she knows what she likes you just know if you're gonna fuck Bella that you're gonna fuck someone who knows what they like mm-hmm. getting a little too much into the book but it's dope oh, I that's love something it. that I love and I also really just like I really like a nerd I really like someone who I guess isn't like overly confident in their like projected persona to begin with being paired with someone who is perfectly like both perfectly confident and also like really interested in that person Mm -hmm. so I just which usually is like a nerd to me but it could come in many different formats but I just I like a dude that's not like overly confident totes because I mean, deserve the most BJs in my, story. <laughs> in my heart, in my pussy. <laughs> I'm, very,
1: I'm very of two minds about it. I can definitely go either way. I can love a good nerdy story like that. Like, I love this book, and there's definitely, like, that element to it. Though I also really love, like, we've talked about him by Serena Bone before, and Wes is, like, a very confident, tattooed guy, and I do love that. Because you love, like, a tattooed guy with a lot of confidence who's not a dick. Yeah. That's very important.
0: Yeah. But,
1: yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, I'm not sure. I mean, I have been really into some, like, sex worker-related books where, like, one person is a sex worker in some way and the other person isn't. Yeah. Um... I don't know what it is about that, but I think that I definitely like things about, like, power differentials mm-hmm. and, like, different, I don't know, shit like that where it's, like, somebody has more power, but not in, like, a scary way. <laughs> right. Right. Just in a fun way. Or someone way.
0: assumes more power.
1: Yeah, someone assumes more power or just is more, like, confident in this certain realm, whatever it is, and the other person is less confident. Mm-hmm. I definitely like that dynamic. yeah. I think it's just always good to have at least one, like, semi-cocky person in the situation.
0: Yeah, someone (laughs) who's moving the action forward, because otherwise you could end up having two people who want to fuck so bad, but neither person can, like, push it forward.
1: And that doesn't sound that great to me. I'm not into, like... I've never been into, like, Jane Austen books where the whole thing is just, like, the waiting for it to come around, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I actually—we both share that a little, which is—I've read so many books, so many romance-specific books, but I can't get into Jane Austen because Mm -mm. I just can't. I just can't. (laughs) I just can't deal. But but I can more if it's the movies, just to— be clear and not be alienating, because I know that so many people who love romance really. Love I mean, I wish that, that I prejudice. did. I wish
1: I was more into like historical and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but maybe someday, maybe in the
0: future. I mean, Tbh, there's not enough fucking in Jane Austen. No, I'll take Outlander <laughs> over Jane Austen because there's Duff. real boning in it, which yeah. is important to me.
1: Me too. But also, like. We've read other books where the nerdy person has been the girl, and I've loved that True. probably just as much.
0: True. Even in, um, the book we skipped, uh in this series that we going The year we through. hid away? Yeah. Yeah. She was, like, kind of nerdier. And that Bridger was, like, the more experienced Yeah. And person. I love that. I do. I do love that.
1: Yeah. When it's, like, the... But that's more common, too, where the guy is, like, the... I don't want to say aggressor, but, like, the one who, like, is going for it. And yeah. the girl is, like, learning all the new shit. But that's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: definitely think it is fun. I just slightly prefer and I think it's because of my own preclivities of like well
1: and also it's just really nice to see a woman who is confident in yeah. herself that's just not as common to see I don't think and it's just very when it's done well it's nice to see
0: I agree <laughs> well I think that's a great lead in to like talking about the shameless hour by Serena Bowen
1: <laughs> <laughs> yet again <laughs> We will move to non Serena Bowen books. Yeah. I think after this episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So. For the audience
0: eventually. But she's great. She's I mean. So great. I think just we want to highlight these books because she's really been exemplifying the things that we're really loving out of romance.
1: Yeah, and it's not even like I need every book to be super explicit about consent or anything like that. Yeah. But it's certainly like not bad to see in a series that's aimed at like college-age students. Exactly, exactly.
0: Alright, do you wanna give the synopsis? Sure. The one that the book gives us.
1: Yes, this is off of, like, Goodreads. Um, So it's called The Shameless Hour. The girl who's had everyone meets the boy who has no one. Oh, that sounds sad. For Bella, the sweet-talking, free-loving, hip-checking student manager of the Harkness men's hockey team, sex is a second language. She's used to being fluent where others stutter, and the things people say behind her back don't often bother her. So she just can't understand why her smoking hot downstairs neighbor has so much trouble staying friends after their spontaneous night together. She knows better than to worry about it, but there's something in those espresso eyes that makes her second-guess herself. Rafe is appalled with himself for losing his virginity in a drunken hookup. His strict Catholic upbringing always emphasized loving thy neighbor but not with a bottle of wine and a box of condoms. The result is an Ivy League bout of awkwardness. But when Bella is leveled by a little bad luck and a downraised sinister fraternity stunt, it's Rafe who's there to pick up the pieces. She doesn't want Rafe's help, and she's through with men. Too bad the undeniable spark that crackles between the two of them can't be extinguished.
0: I'm not sad about it. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like that synopsis doesn't even cover any of the book. <laughs> it really me.
1: doesn't. <laughs> and honestly, this was, like, one of the saddest books for me.
0: Yeah, because you never want to see, like, Bella is such a cool character, and you really see her exemplified in our last podcast, the understatement of the year she's such an mvp in that movie in that book she like she is taking care of like not that a relationship is like people taking care of each other or maybe it is but she's taking care of she's in a relationship with the entire hockey team she's just constantly taking care of all of these men who can't like handle themselves (laughs) yeah yeah and so this book like it starts out where you're just like very clear about her competence in general like she is a fucking badass she's a badass she
1: fucks when she wants to she fucks who she wants to she doesn't even like dress up
0: like they very much she doesn't even wear makeup right which i am not against makeup by any means or people i love makeup me too but she's like really standing on like Like, she wants to fuck hockey. Just the concept of hockey she wants to fuck. And And she's she's like, all right,
1: occasionally I'll fuck other sports, okay? Maybe. Occasionally, maybe. If I just want to, if I'm just ETF. Yeah.
0: But, so in this book, it's her senior year, so she's been the manager for a while, but there's a lot of people who are missing. Her BFF Graham is now, like, who used to be, like, this broody, sad boy, Yeah, we talked about him in the
1: last episode, Mm -hmm. if you want to know all about Graham. Right. But um, he definitely used her a little bit in a sad way that, like, he was trying to convince himself he didn't have to be gay by having sex with her.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't that egregious because she didn't, like, tell him he was his favorite—she was his— she,
1: she like really danger. has a thing for him, and she never tells him.
0: Right, and she's been like having sex with other members of the hockey team, so it wasn't like that egregious, but still, it's no
1: like it's nothing against Graham specifically, right. but, but it's, it's still it's so sad, sad for,
0: for, her. for her. Right. <laughs> Especially because, like, he used to be this, like, sad, brooding boy, and now he's, like, so happy and in love. Which is so—this is what I love
1: about romance novels series. It's, like, you get to see the couples from the previous novels just, like, constantly thriving and yeah. being really, really happy together.
0: Yeah, I've never seen anybody break up after you've read a book about them. No, they're together they're, forever. <laughs> it's for life after you read about them. So that's, like, her her best friend, but then also a lot of people have graduated including Hartley who we've also talked about on this podcast so people have graduated she has not put a lot of thought into like what she's gonna do in the future so she's a senior who doesn't really know what her future holds and there's like the old coaches there but there's like a new coach who's like a little skeptical about a woman manager who's like in the locker room with everyone yeah So, it's already, like, a little hairy for Bella. Then, just by chance, she meets Rafe. uh, Or, not meets, but, like, they're in the same building, whatever. Rafe has a girlfriend. um, And... I really, like, want to make it all about Bella, but I feel like it's important to talk about Rafe's situation
1: Yeah, in this. so, I mean, he was raised pretty religious. His mom is very, like, just don't get anybody pregnant, and Cause you'll be was... okay, because she was, like, a young mom. Right. So he really has internalized that, like, Catholic guilt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And he's a soccer player. And he's a soccer player, which is great. Sounds way more appealing to me, honestly. so much hotter
0: to me. (laughs) I would much rather
1: fuck a soccer player than a hockey
0: player, personally. I love how he just, like, goes on these runs and they describe him as being, like, sinewy. Yes, sinewy. Yes. That was, like... Every...
1: Every short story I've ever written in high school about a boy probably involved the word sinewy. <laughs> I was very into like lanky dudes. I mean, still that am. is kind
0: of your husband. He's still sinewy.
1: He's pretty sinewy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so- so, and he's with a he has a girlfriend who he's been with for, like, a year or something, Allison. And he
1: says, like, all the—he went to a Catholic school, I think, and all the girls he's ever dated have really internalized that message of, like, you don't let a boy do too much. Right. And he's always been really understanding of that, which is really cool, I think. Yeah. He's always just been like, I get it, like— Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's never, like, pushed anyone to have sex with him. Right. Even though he's apparently very hot.
0: He's very hot, and he's, like, a good, deliberate kisser, is how Bella describes it. And, like, knows what he's doing in terms of, like, the other stuff. But he is a virgin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it all starts, like, he's supposed to have sex with his girlfriend on this... birthday. Yeah.
0: And she's just gotten back from, like, being abroad, I guess. She was abroad, like, doing missionary work or something i don't know or no something I
1: religious i think oh maybe but yeah. yeah so they're supposed to have sex this night and and she... then he shows
0: up but right before he gets there and he's got like he's got like earrings for her or something and he's got like flowers some champagne, and flowers whatever and right before he gets there, another dude shows up at her door, and he's like, I was gonna surprise you for your birthday! Right. And then, um, and then I guess he comes into the room, and he's like, what What the fuck is going on? And he's like, I'm the boyfriend, and the other guy's like, oh, so this is why you would never, like, be my girlfriend. Uh, right. And we were just, whatever it was, he, would like, indicates that they had been fucking. Yeah. Or that they had had sex. Which is, like, huge news to Rafe. (laughs) Who's been saving himself? He's a
1: a sophomore in college. He's been Um, saving himself for this one
0: girl for, like,
1: a couple of years. (laughs) And they've
0: agreed that they're gonna lose their virginity to each other in this moment. And so he's, like,
1: pissed and sad. He's very sad. We will get back to the reason why later. Yeah. But, um, he's very sad about it that night. Right. And he ends up just, like, running into Bella and she's how to
0: fuck. Right. He's, like, sitting in the hall because both of his roommates are fucking, too, and he's like, oh yeah, I can't handle this, so he goes, he's, like, just decides he's gonna pop him in the champagne and just drink it in the landing, but he lives in the same building as Bella.
1: Can I also just say as an aside that I did not really enjoy his roommates that much? Oh, no. No. One Usually of I, like, like, really love the side characters, but, like, one of them is just really annoying, Bickley. and then...
0: Yeah, I hate Bickley. He's, like, a rich guy. That's yeah, kind of all he's just
1: annoying. Him. And then Matt is fine, but he just
0: doesn't really do that much. Yeah, they have, like, a moment together, and he's gay, and he kind of, like, uses it against Bickley in, like, a fun way, but they didn't really come into it. play nearly as much, because the side character that's important is Leanne. The Right. Bella's anyway, roommate. Bella's roommate is more important, but... So he's sitting on the stairwell. He can't even get the freaking bottle of champagne open by himself because he's just—he's just, he's he's just that way. pathetic. No, just <laughs> he's just that pathetic in that moment. In the moment, yeah. Right. And she's like, "Oh, you know, just being her really cool self." Like you can just imagine this is like a day in the life of Bella, where she's like, "Yeah, come upstairs. I've got glasses, whatever." And then they bone, and it's awesome. Yeah. And this was a good part for the book, just because a lot of Serena Bowen. Books don't have boning right early in the beginning of the book, so this is really nice because you're just like 13 pages in or something, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's great. You could do nothing less with Bella because, like, obviously. She just loves to have sex, which is awesome. I just love her so much for just being her damn self. And there's so much in the book where it's, like, clearly she doesn't have a lot of female friends. That Mm -hmm. in this world of Harkness, the women are mostly, like, guys' girlfriends, so they're pretty, like, jealous or...
1: Suspicious yeah, love there's her. a lot of like, yeah, girlfriends who don't like her. Yeah. Just because she exists and she has slept with maybe yeah. their boyfriend in the past. Right. Like, she almost definitely has. But, but on the same token, she's never trying to like steal anybody's boyfriend. Exactly. She is only going for guys that are single. She's right. a totally like. Moral. Per, like, I don't... She's a moral per She yeah. has morals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, and there's nothing bad about what she does.
0: During that whole time, I just feel like, oh, I want to be your friend. I just want to be the woman in your life who's not
1: judging you. I'm so glad that she does have... There's, like, one nurse who's really nice to her on the at the, like, campus health center, and she's totally awesome.
0: Right. Plus, she's still friends with Corey, who... From the year we fell, mm-hmm. is um, Hartley's girlfriend. girlfriend. And she's so, awesome. Yeah, so she's not completely devoid of like female friends, but she just... gets a lot of shit from people, though, for right. sure. And she always takes the high road. She's not even like snarky with them. She just like pretends that she's not catching their innuendo or whatever. She's just the fucking tits. She, she is. She's, so awesome. she's like what
1: I aspire to be more like, honestly. Yeah
0: yeah so she fucks Rafe Rafe handles it very badly especially because he didn't know what size condoms to wear cause he's a virgin
1: oh my god I loved <sighs> this part I know he like okay so she has sex with him and it's completely awesome yeah and he does a great job for he, a virgin yeah but in general he of course brought condoms cause he was like prepared but as a virgin he did not realize he had this enormous dick An XL he didn't know he was XL <laughs> He just had no idea, which I will tell you is a real thing. That definitely happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And... So he brings the wrong size condom mm-hmm. and it breaks while they have sex because it's too small. Yeah. And he just completely, like, loses he's it. He's
0: mortified because he just thinks, and to his He thinks credit, he did, like,
1: something horrible to her. Yes. And he she... thinks he forced
0: himself on her and now he's, like, impregnated her, he assumes. And this just really says to me,
1: like, how much we need to talk about sex like more often to people and let them understand that there's nothing shameful about it yeah because that is one of like the major themes in this book i feel that like he has so much shame even though his mom clearly didn't mean to like instill shame in him mm-hmm.
0: that was kind of the result i mean i can really imagine though freaking the fuck out of the kind breaks because you oh, do me know. too. like she immediately says like i'm on an iud like i don't I'm not like she's like upset. Yeah, she's like it's
1: completely fine. I swear, but he just like can't get past it. He feels like he was like horribly irresponsible Mm -hmm. and right, and that he just like forced himself, forced her. her into it in some
0: way, even though it was so obvious that she was the like main. Yeah, and so he like stays the night, but he doesn't really like he's not there in the morning. He kind of leaves before she wakes up. And so she's like, oh, it's just one of those guys who's, like, ashamed afterwards. And, like, there's a lot of sincere talk about it, like... Mm-hmm. Like I ha- like I hate that this happens because even if they're not like trying to project it on me, if they're ashamed, then they are ashamed of what we did, and therefore right, ashamed then, like, of what I did. You are shaming me. Right, exactly. And That's so she's like, cool. "Fuck that!" Like I don't need this.
1: So thing. she doesn't really like talk to him again
0: for like a while. Right. They're in like the same class together, but it like she's just not really phased, except for the fact that like he's really sexy, and so when he's it's around, kind of annoying. Like, <laughs> it. But yeah, she's not like stuck on this guy or anything so then they like go to this frat party and um, she's kind of feeling down just in general because she's a senior and all the things we already talked about she doesn't know what she wants to do in her future whatever and she um, uh, ends up like hooking up with this football guy at the frat, just because she's kind of lonely and doesn't want to be alone. Whitaker. Whitaker. He doesn't even sound hot Ugh, at she all. <laughs> sounds like a total piece of shit. But we do the the um, the reading or the part of the book that we want to talk about is during this part where oh, yeah. she like ends up. So there's like a hockey. It's casino night, which is why she's going. But there's like a, a hockey game going on. Um And she really just wants to see the hockey game after she's done this casino. Yeah, we just wanted
1: to read this one excerpt because it kind of, like, personifies Bella and, like, just the kind of girl she is and why we love her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So she's in the frat house. Um, She wants to watch this video game now that she's already done, like, enough gambling. And she's already just like, oh, she's so freaking cool. She, like, wins all this money. Then she gives it to Big D just because, like that's the most annoying thing for him she's like it's fucking monopoly money whatever yeah and then she's gonna go and watch this game and she's kind of seen this whitaker guy kind of hang around he was like he's definitely
1: like interested in her and she's not like too interested in him but right, exactly
0: okay so this is her going to find the hockey game um okay there were five guys in there already and i evaluated my seating options there was a small wedge of sofa available between two frat guys, but I didn't feel like jamming myself between them. There was a tattered footstool, but ooh, fraternity house furniture was a dicey proposition even when it didn't look as if it had been recently chewed by rats. Luckily, one of the chairs had been taken by Pepe, an enormous French-Canadian defensive hockey player and one of my on again off again fuck babies. Fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she would, would have fuck babies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Bella he crowed in his thick French ex- accent there is no score yet but your rangers look like poo poo tonight <laughs> I love Pepe <laughs> I walked over and sat down in his lap. He stuck his big feet out onto the coffee table, making both of us more comfortable. And just like that, my seating problem was solved. 20 bucks says the Rangers win tonight, I challenged him. No, he said, his accent thick even on the one syllable word. I can't take money from a friend. I snorted at his overconfidence. He and I had a long-standing Rangers versus Canadians rivalry because those were our teams. Pepe and I were the same age, although he was only a freshman. He'd spent two years after high school playing semi-pro on a farm team for, wait for it, the Canadians. So for him, this game was personal. Unfortunately, he was right that things didn't look so good for my Rangers. The score was still zip zip, but the Canadians had already taken twice as many shots on goal as the New York team had. Behind me, Pepe got excited about the on screen action. We! We, we, we! He yelled at the screen as his team's forward drove the puck towards the goal again. Stop him! I yelled, but it was no use. The lamp lit before I could even get the words out. Pepe threw his scruffy head back on his shoulders and whooped. There's nothing cuter than watching a giant man-child get delirious over his team's goal. Pepe's hands wandered down my sides and he gave my hips a squeeze. I felt his erection begin to poke me in the lower back, turning to whisper to, into his ear. Turning to whisper into his ear, I asked, Pepe, did you seriously just pop a boner because the Canadians scored? No, he said. I have the boner because we are weaning. <laughs> I giggled while his hand found its way onto my boob, which he gave a single squeeze. Sports, food, and sex—those were the things which made the men in my life tick. It was really that simple. I think we need a different bet," he said. "Not money, less vitamins, clothes. I score a goal. I choose a piece of yours. I turned my head so I could see him. You want to play strip hockey? We oui, keep it interesting. What a what a goofball. Fine, but we'll have to watch the game in my room if you want to get naked. Not naked, just take off the sweater. Carefully, he lifted it over my head and tossed it aside. It is itching me. Sorry, I laughed. It was an itchy sweater. Wearing only a tank top now, I settled back against Pepe's broad chest. He was excellent furniture, as long as you didn't mind the sensation of his dick poking at the bottom of your spine, which I didn't. (laughs) I thought of Pepe as the human equivalent of a black Labrador puppy. He had a clumsy, happy attitude, big feet, and a lot of dark hair all over his body. All over his (laughs) body. He wasn't the deepest man I'd ever met, but he was a good friend, and tonight I didn't mind soaking up some of his lighthearted affection. Nothing would happen between us, because Pepe had gotten back together with his high school girlfriend over the summer, so a few risque jokes were the only sex Pepe and I would be having. Whitaker didn't know that, though. When he came into the TV room with two beers, his eyes narrowed as he found me sitting in Pepe's lap with a frown. He handed me the glass. Thank you, I told him. His response was a grunt. Whitaker took his own beer and sat on the skeevy ottoman. The Canadians, unfortunately, picked that moment to secure a breakaway. Behind me, Pepe sat up a little straighter as his team chased the puck down the ice. Uh Uh-oh. C'est magnifique! Pepe roared in my ear, formidable! Pepe was a very enthusiastic guy, and all that enthusiasm translated well during sex. We'd shared some very energetic sessions, usually with me bent over some piece of furniture while he panted French words of encouragement into my ear. C'est bon, c'est bon, magnifique! Mm. (laughs) Exceptionnel! Pepe screamed now as they scored for the second time. Come on, guys, I hollered at the screen. This is Montreal you're playing. You're not supposed to lose. Behind me, Pepe laughed like a little kid. If we were playing for keeps, now I would win this little blouse. He tucked on the fabric of my tank top. Sure, I shrugged. But if you can pretend win my top, I can pretend to put on my rally cap. You guys are going down. No, mon more, No, mon amor. You will watch and see. Pepe took the beer out of my hand and stole a sip. I took it back, giving his thigh a little pinch. Pay attention, babe. The Rangers are getting a power play. Your D-man got called out for slashing. The next half hour of the game was intense. My Rangers put it together enough to score once. I pretend demanded Pepe's pants. But then Montreal scored an ugly goal in front of the net, again, and Pepe pretend claimed my jeans. We both turned back to face the screen. Third period, mon ami. We find out who ends up naked. Too bad it was only pretend naked. I'd rather not go home alone tonight.
1: Nice. (laughs) Man, I love Pepe. He's actually also in the extra credit novellas by Serena Bowen.
0: And (laughs) it is my favorite of the novellas. Mine too. Yeah. For sure. And he doesn't... Not everyone interprets him as a Labrador puppy, though I will admit that when I read that novella, I was like, where's his slobbery kisses? I know, I know, me
1: too. He does come off a little bit more sexy in the novella.
0: Yeah. um, For
1: sure. But he sounds so adorable in this book.
0: Yeah. The novella is also good because the girl is the nerdy one, and I just Mm -hmm. really like a nerd in my romance.
1: Me too. Just the whole, like... Teaching someone how to do things is like very sexy.
0: I completely agree.
1: Or even just like show, like helping them discover what they like. Yeah, that's hot
0: exactly. So anyway, Bella ends up having sex with this Whitaker guy. You don't even get the sex scene because it's irrelevant. It's, like, just regular old whatever.
1: Yeah, we don't want it, I don't think.
0: I don't think we want it. You
1: really get the sense from these books that everybody on the football team, like, sucks at sex.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, (laughs) so then she realizes she has, like, a situation with her pussy where it's painful, so she goes to the doctor. Unfortunately, there's, like, a med student there, too, like, a hot med student.
1: I wanted to, like, call out this section specifically because I've been in that situation where you're, like, at the gynecologist and they're like, oh, yeah, I have this fucking random dude who's a med student who's, like, learning shit right now. Can he look at your vagina, too? And, like, you're just too embarrassed to say no, no. you know? Like, in what situation are you, like, no, please leave? Yeah. So then there's just, like, this, like, 20-year-old. I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure he's older than that, but he looks 20. Right.
0: Staring at your pussy. Right. And I was, like... Under the auspice of education, but what is it really? Really. (laughs) 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 When
1: it happened to me, though, I think I was, like, 18 years old, and it was, like, very embarrassing for me. So... I really felt for Bella. She, like, she she has symptoms of an STI, so she goes to the health center, and, like, her usual nurse, who she loves, is not there. Mm-hmm. And she has to go see this old man gynecologist, which also has happened to me and totally sucked. I'm sorry, but, like, I don't want a guy with a beard looking at my vagina. I just yeah. don't. And they're not super nice. They're not like bad or anything, but they're definitely they don't give her like any like good bedside manner that would make her comfortable. Yeah, the young guy is actually better.
0: Yeah, better than than the doctor. Yeah, he's like more sympathetic. But like you can imagine learning. So she finds out. Yeah,
1: she finds out she has an STI, and the one doctor is like, I wouldn't say judgmental, but definitely not comforting. Right. Right. So she's just, like, horribly mortified.
0: Right. And And she... she had felt like she was having safe sex the whole time because she uses condoms. So she was like, how did this even happen? Like, has my life been a lie? Sort of. Which I definitely understand. Like, that makes sense. So... Then... I mean, she does like the math, and she realizes that the only person that she's had sex with in the like incubation period is Whitaker. Fucking so Whitaker. Wraith isn't <laughs> even involved in it at all. But so she decides like the right thing to do is to go and tell Whitaker so that he can like, especially since she knows Whitaker gave it to her because that was the incubation period. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not going there to like necessarily just like full on accuse him of giving it to her, but just to.
1: So he can tell anybody else he's had sex with that
0: they probably have... Is it gonorrhea? I can't remember. It's either gonorrhea or chlamydia. Chlamydia, yeah. <laughs> and and also just so that he can take the medication so that he doesn't have it anymore and doesn't keep giving it to people. Right. So she goes to the frat house to go and tell him, and he doesn't take it well. He's like, I definitely didn't do that. Like, I And didn't she's like, in you. her head, she's like, well, you definitely did, but right. okay. <laughs> right, she's like, well, even if you didn't, you might have it now, so you might as well just take this medication. Yeah. And then he tells one of the pledges of the fraternity to... Get the special drink for her. So she drinks the special drink and then she has really no memory after that. Yes, not surprisingly, it was roofied. Right. I mean, it's surprising, I, right. but in the context of the book, it's not surprising. Right. Um, so the next scene that you experience is that she's like coming, that Rafe is like on an early morning run and he sees her like kind of stumbling out of the fraternity and she's got writing all over her and she's like stumbling
1: and we should say just right now she was not raped just right. to make that totally clear there's no rape in this book which right. i did appreciate i did too. though this is still an assault that was like very upsetting to read yeah
0: and i mean she was drugged which is yeah. like really fucking traumatic even if you're not getting raped i mean it's bad yeah, <laughs> either to way lose your agency in that way is very there's traumatic. like
1: 15 hours or something that she can't account for. Like she's there from like the morning of one day until the morning of the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And they literally just leave they like they write mean things all over her body about
0: like her filthy pussy or
1: something. Yeah, like that. about being like a slut and yeah. all this stuff and then they literally just leave her laying on the floor of the fraternity until she wakes up on her own. Yeah. It's horrible.
0: Yeah. And so Rafe finds her, and he brings her home. I mean, she probably could have made it, but he... But she's definitely,
1: like, confused and, like, stumbling. And he's out on a run, and he takes her home, which is
0: nice, obviously. Right. And so, and then he's, I mean, he's very worried about her, um, and... He definitely proves himself
1: to be super cool right away, because... He's just very understanding about everything, and, like, he constantly is checking in on her, even yeah. though she doesn't really want
0: him to. Yeah, I mean, I I think, obviously, within the context of the book, this was the right move, though in some of his choices, I, I'm, like, a little shakier about it. Like, he just won't leave. And she doesn't really know him. Like, she hooked
1: up I'm with him I'm very of one time. two minds of it because I do appreciate that he doesn't tell the RA. hmm Like, if that happened to me, I don't think I would necessarily want the RA to know or yeah. to, like, report it to the school or any of that stuff. So... I appreciate that, like, even if he takes it on himself to look in on her, like, he doesn't force her to do
0: anything except well, run. Right. <laughs> because he does kind of, like... Well, he forces her to go out and eat and stuff, which is good. like, it's Right, just... but, I mean, he never forces her to report it or right. anything like that. But which he kind I think of, like, blackmails her about it. Because he says, like, I'm going to report it if you don't come out and run with me or come out and do these things. Sure.
1: I mean, he... He does do that, but, like, he he still gives her a choice. Like, you just, yeah. he's like, you need to make some healthy choice. Yeah. And that's pretty much the extent of it.
0: And I think that she was the right person to make that ultimatum to. Like, I could just imagine easily another person. I just don't want, like, any men who are listening to this podcast to be like, oh, in a situation like that, I can just take over and, like, make all of the choices. Definitely it not. It worked for her, but it it was a specific circumstance and that, like, mostly people do need their agency. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... to make their own choices. And, like, he wasn't really her friend, but it worked out in this book because she wasn't going to tell her friends.
1: Well, and I will say, there are certain things in romance novels that are, like, hot. They would not be hot in regular life. Like, you don't always want someone... Taking care of you, quote unquote, in yeah. this like very forceful way, yeah. Um, but it's still fun to read about
0: sometimes. Yeah. And I would say, like up until this point, like I was kind of on Bella's side of like stop shaming her for this one night stand, even though he was really shaming himself. But as Bella points out, like that is still shame group for shame her. when you both fucked each other, right? And so it was way easier to root for Rafe when he was like clearly not in it for anything but just like he is seeing this woman struggle and doesn't he doesn't know who she hangs out with and he doesn't know who else is gonna come and help her and he's like well I'm not gonna let her just die in her room I'm gonna make sure that she gets out and that she eats Um, yeah
1: I mean that was awesome yeah
0: Plus, he had yeah. already been kind of, like, grappling with how he was going to address the fact that he left after their one-night stand. Like, he didn't want it to be the shameful thing for her. He wanted to just be her friend and wasn't sure how to navigate, like, how do I approach her now that we've already had sex in a way that's not going to make her think that I assume we're going to have sex from now on. Right. Which he's is just very true. Like, he's so
1: weird. inexperienced. He just doesn't know how to navigate the situation. It's really right. nothing like that's bad about him he's just naive and he's not sure what to
0: do right and so they're both in this class together and he really wants to win this like competition for this group project and everyone is separated by house so it's and he's in the same house as Bella that's why he lives in the same building so and also his ex-girlfriend lives in that building (laughs) and then some random some other person (laughs) And so they all have to do this project together, and they decide to, like, split into pairs so that Allison, the ex-girlfriend, and someone else are together, and then he and he Bella and are together. So now they have this, like, project that they have to so work So he on. uses
1: that a lot to be, yeah. like... I did think there was this one part that was really, really sweet where um he, like... It was, like, a, just a night or two after the assault. Yeah. And she's, like, really struggling. Like, she can't even fall asleep because she's just, like, very worked up and upset. And he just comes over to, quote-unquote, work on their project. But he literally ends up just, like, reading the boring textbook to her while she falls asleep. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, the
0: sweetest (sighs) thing ever. (laughs) It was so sweet. And then later, she has, like, some event to go to for her sister. And we later learn... That her sister's husband used to fuck Bella. Like, Bella yes, was in love with him. We learned she has this whole
1: messed up history with her family yeah. and her sister's current f- husband. Husband. Husband, Full-on yeah.
0: Husband. Yeah, where he, like, had sex
1: with Bella. He was having sex with both sisters right. at the same time. Right. And then
0: without even breaking it off with Bella, he just, and they, like, announced that he's engaged to the other, the other sister, sister.
1: Who didn't know, obviously, that he was sleeping right. with her sister.
0: Right. And Bella had always been, like, a rebel and stuff, so she does tell her whole family. She's like, no, but this they is up, But her, they don't believe her. Which is crazy. So now it's just, like, this constant drama where they just think that Bella's bringing up this fake story i guess but like which is
1: so crazy i mean i feel like it's so obvious that they're i mean they're just all in denial because how
0: yeah because no one like says that same story over over and over over again for no reason when it's your sister's
1: husband right it's pretty sad like i feel it it definitely has that romance novel thing at the end where like everything is resolved but it doesn't really make sense to me yeah. with her family. I'm like, they should have known before this. It's pretty fucked up they, they didn't. But at least they do by the end. Right.
0: Right. Well, and so Rafe decides, or he's, like, willing to go with her to this event that she needs to go to for her sister that's, like, a little... Because Rafe is, like, from... Uh, low-income family he's from washington heights which this time when i was reading it i had like the whole um in the heights you know the movie that's gonna come out by lin-manuel miranda i don't know wow so (laughs) um there's a new musical that he wrote that's called in the heights and it's like i knew he wrote something new but that's it well, it's, how, it's about that neighborhood. So, in my mind, I was like, oh, he's going to be in the movie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, he ha- like, he's from a big Latino family, and they have, like, a restaurant. And um, so, he and Bella are from New York, but Bella's from, like, a... Uh, Bella's, like, upper crust, right. and he is not. Right. So, she's going to this, like, event for her sister that's, like, kind of a whatever, because her parents are, like, big donors to the thing. So, it's, like, it's not, like, an earned event as much as like a you know, just she rich flat people. out says she's
1: like, "Mom and Dad bought you this
0: award." Yeah, exactly. Sis. <laughs> exactly. So, but he goes to the event with her, um... and he's a really good dancer, which is just important to point out, I think. <laughs> yes, that element, and also the fact that he like speaks Spanish while they're fucking is uh, one of the sexiest uh, things yes. About when he speaks Spanish while they're fucking,
1: and I love that he always calls her sexy Bella, like yeah. even when they're not dating, he's that like, "Oh, that. sexy Bella." Yeah. And, yeah, he calls her, yeah. I, I don't know how exactly. Ballet is a ballet. I don't know. I don't know. But it's good. I... It's good stuff. You can tell that it's, like, really suave. Yeah. It pretty much is the thing he has, like, going for him the most, I think.
0: Yeah. So he can do the merengue. They don't even end up eating because she, like, loses it at the table. And then she tells Rafe the whole story. And then they go and have, like, dinner with his family instead. a good time all together. Yeah,
1: it's sweet. Of course, there's always one like dope family and his family is the great family in this. Right.
0: So then they go back to college and things are okay for them, but um, also Leanne, who's this roommate who we had originally thought was like shaming Bella and also she's like a famous movie star... Almost definitely, like, Emma Watson. Like, she's she plays, like, a... Yes, she's definitely, like, Emma Watson going to Brown or whatever. Exactly. She's, like, some th- really, like, from a very famous sorcery TV franchise show. or yeah. something. Um, but then we learn that she's, like, a hacker, basically. And she yeah. hacks into, oh, because this frat puts up a picture of Bella covered in all the shitty shit when she's like passed out on the floor right and they put it up on their uh brodacious yeah uh, super fucking cool (laughs) and so the hacker um friend who we previously thought was like shaming her uh for all of her sex wasn't really and she's like I have hacked into this uh, website and can take down the picture but I don't know if that's what you want because they can just put it back up in a second or And whatever. then like change the passwords and all that shit. Right. And so Bella tries to like think of some sort of like strategy for this and comes up with like I think a pretty good plan. Mm-hmm. I, like where during the football game she has like models have people put up a sign that She basically like tricks The fraternity
1: who's at the football game watching. She basically tricks all the fraternity members into holding up signs that basically say, like...
0: Thinking with our dicks since Yeah, thinking with our dicks since whenever the frat was founded. Yeah. And Um, there are also, like, little cups involved that kind of, like, warn women about getting date raped in the fraternity
1: yeah and like a bunch of people take pictures of the frat and like they're holding up the signs before they realize what it says yeah so it definitely is embarrassing for the fraternity yeah it reminded me of um have you seen the new black christmas remake no well i did it was like very hotly contested i don't like it has a lot of pro-feminist stuff, so, like, a lot of people really hated it, uh-huh. um, but I thought it was a great movie, and there's this one part where Imogen Poots, do you know? she She's, like, the main girl in Black Christmas, and she was date-raped by a guy, and yeah. she ends up, like, going to their talent show and, like, doing this song where she, like, does lyrics that are like, oh, I don't know, like, you slipped me a roofie, and then your dick is the main lyric. <laughs> Yeah. And it just really reminded me of that part. Because I was like, this is just like... It's not, you know, it's not this... It's not going to put these guys in jail. But it's a great fucking moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's... Uh, yeah, it is, like, a really good moment. because
1: It is, because like, it's still fucking it. really embarrassing for those guys. Yeah. Like, they're the exact kind of guys that can't handle that right. kind of stuff, you right. know? Right. So...
0: Right. And, I mean it's very clearly laid out in this book that what we all know, which is that it's the cost benefit ratio of reporting such things to your school is really not in the woman's favor.
1: Definitely. Um,
0: and she was like, especially with the reputation I have, there's just like nothing that I would be able to like, I'm not going to be able to punish them in whatever way. Um, and I can't prove anything or, whatever so she like obviously Rafe people wanted her to like go forward and and punish them and like obviously her hockey friends who saw it on the website wanted to like they're all ready to like beat down the whole football team (laughs) but the the book is very thoughtful about like show truly showing like it's not going to that's not the way that we're going to be able to solve this problem. Yeah. So this was a good alternative, and I guess she put it on the website. I kind of forget, like, do they put the picture on the website? It kind of doesn't matter because everyone has the picture. Yeah, I don't even remember, but so, yeah,
1: so many people take a picture of it to, like, make fun of them,
0: so. Yeah. So then this book just has to kind of wrap up by saying that, like, Bella, after she's like not over men altogether from what happened, and like having this STI, she like is like Rafe, why aren't we like friends with benefits? Like, come on. And then he's like, I don't do casual. And she's like, Yes, you do. Because through like the whole
1: book, she basically thinks that he thinks she's disgusting or something. She thinks that it's all about him thinking she's gross and being
0: good guy, but not wanting to fuck her because she's like diseased. Right. She's (laughs) Yeah, it's and really sad. And she, like, sad. even cries, even though she didn't even cry at all when she, like, first got the And she hates to
1: cry she in front of a guy, and she's like, I know that you won't have sex with
0: me just because you think I'm gross. And then he, who has been, like, super horny for her the entire time, is yeah. like, I do not think you're gross. He's like, well,
1: literally nothing could be farther from the truth. You are the sexiest girl I've ever met. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he still doesn't go all the way because he wants to be boyfriend-girlfriend. And yeah. she, he just can't, He he's like, I'm not sure even you and I don't think anything's wrong with like not doing this but like I I need to if I'm gonna have sex with someone I need to be their person and he's like I just don't like casual just doesn't like the casual also he's like really into like older things and like history and stuff so it kind of like works within his personality he
1: has like an old soul kind of vibe
0: to him yeah but then when she finally gives in, which is, like, a short period of time between, like, when he says that, and then she realizes she took her his virginity, which she didn't know before. Oh, yeah, she didn't know that she
1: took his virginity until she runs into Bigley, his yeah. roommate, and he's like, oh, you're the girl. And yeah. she's like, oh, this is why he made such a big deal out of
0: mm-hmm. everything and it like puts everything together which it totally would because I know I love that. it. I do
1: love that cuz a lot of romance novels will have just like this moment where everything turns and it's yeah. like, well, that was the tiniest misunderstanding in the world. Yeah. Okay. But like with this, you're like, that makes complete sense exactly. why he yeah. acted the way he
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> so then she's like we can be together after all and then there's like a pretty good sex scene. It's actually I Kind of hate to say this, but I think it's the only kind of Wingus scene that I've read. Shit, you might be right. And he does a great job. And she's like, I'll have to think harder about that because I wonder
1: if there are any L. Kennedy books that had
0: oral. I mean, I've read about plenty of blowjobs. Yeah, I'm. you might be right. This one is the, definitely the one that stands out to me the most. Yeah. Um, because she was, like, nervous still, because she was like, ugh, my dirty pussy, <laughs> for, like, one second, but then he's like, loves Fuck it. Fuck no. <laughs> Yeah, and also because she's like, I haven't even shaved in a while, because I haven't, like, been with a dude in a long time. But then he's like, he just loves it. As like,
1: there's just nothing, nothing better than Bella. Yeah. So great. I love so, him for that. <laughs> and then she's
0: like, I complimented your dick before, but you got mad at me. And he was like, everything has changed now. Take what's yours. Yes!
1: Oh my god, I fucking love that part. He's like, take what's yours.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, however you pronounce it.
1: Ugh. It is really sweet, though. So I love that, like, for him... Everything is changed by the context, you know? Yeah. It's very sweet.
0: It is really sweet.
1: <gasps> oh, but I also want to talk about his girlfriend at mm. the end. Because you find out that the entire reason that all of this shit happened with Rafe, the reason she cheated on him and didn't have sex with him, Mm -hmm. was that she has discovered she's asexual. Mm -hmm. And basically, she was afraid that she couldn't enjoy sex I guess mm-hmm. so she basically tries to like hook up with somebody over the summer because
0: she doesn't want to ruin things with Rafe by trying and failing. right
1: she is in love with Rafe yeah and she cares about him and she doesn't want to hurt him so like in her mind she doesn't want to I guess have sex with him and then hate it yeah. and like whatever the fallout of that would be yeah so she has sex with this random guy that she doesn't really care about to see if she likes it or not. And I guess she doesn't like it. No. I I would be really curious if anybody is asexual who listens to this podcast. I don't know. Um, I'd be curious to know what they thought about, like, the representation in this book because I do think the only, like, criticism I have of these books is that the conflict can be a little bit convoluted or, like, not really realistic to me. And in this case, I still—I was kind of of two minds of it. Like, I felt like it could be realistic, or somebody who's actually asexual might see it as problematic. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what do you think?
0: I would be curious to know, too. I mean— I think that also people are individuals, so to the extent that there's yeah. just kind of an individual spectrum of how people would discover that about themselves. Or... It didn't
1: ring, like, false to me. It did yeah. seem possible to me that, like, if you were a sexual... You might try to experiment with someone that you don't care about so you don't hurt the person you care about.
0: Yeah, I feel like I definitely left this book feeling a lot of sympathy to Allison, who also, like, gives him an iPod and just feels, like, generally super shitty. It really
1: sucks to be hurt in this book, honestly. Like, there's nothing... I guess I would say the worst thing about, like, the asexual representation in this book is that it does make it seem really sad. Yeah. Like, he even talks about it. He's like, oh, she might not be able to, like... Have kids. Have a partner, have kids in the future. And I don't think that that's true.
0: Yeah, I feel like I would have wanted... Maybe not in this book, but it it would be nice to just get a fuller perspective of her because she was gonna have sex with him for her birthday. Like, it wasn't like she had called it off. It was that the other guy showed up and Rafe found out. But maybe she, like, had sex with the other guy and was like, well, it isn't what I like, but it's not, like, the worst thing either.
1: Yeah, and and maybe
0: she thought that, like, by having it with Rafe, it would be better. Right. Or that she could just endure it for the pleasure of being in a relationship with Rafe because she loves him. Yeah. And I would like to have learned more about that perspective. Me too. It
1: feels just a
0: little bit
1: like cherry picking a random thing to create the conflict because she's definitely not like a realized character. Yeah. It definitely doesn't
0: ruin the book for me or anything, but... And it gives Rafe a good moment to be like, I also should have actually been curious about this or like he, like he had just overlooked the fact that she didn't wasn't really into any of that, and obviously wasn't pushing her, but just wasn't willing because of because he was blinded by what he wanted from her that he wasn't really willing to like explore those questions.
1: And so that was. Nice I mean, too. if anything, I really feel like this book shows how important communication is, yeah, especially if you're both virgins. Yeah, like I have. I have been a virgin. Me too. In a relationship with a virgin. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've known lots of virgins in my life. And I think that, like, literally one of the biggest problems is communication. If, like, you're not just being... It's just really hard to be open and honest about what you want when you don't fully know yet. Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what I want to say about that, except that it's just a thing. And that, like, it's just... If you can be more open, that's the best yeah if they had been open with each other everything would have been avoided they might still be in a relationship for all we know like we don't know but <sighs> I mean I probably think... not because he wants to have sex but
0: <laughs> I think he wanted to get down but that would be so sad to like, it been like... have like sex and be in love with someone who didn't want to have sex with you that it really is be... a bummer well, like that's its you own book on its own I think But It could be a thing you could work through. I'd be interested to read a book about working through something like that. I would, too. I really would. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any asexual people, to my knowledge, and I would really like to know if any of them read this book, what they thought of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can't be the best because as you rightly said she's not a fully realized character yeah but it's nice to at least bring this up as as a way that people are so that you can at least
1: represent i do appreciate yeah that she even mentioned asexuality as a thing because i do think that that's important especially for like college people who maybe are like figuring out their own thing It's nice just to mention it and have it, like, in the lexicon more, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, is there anything that we didn't like about this book or would want to change about this book?
1: I mean, that's pretty much it. The asexuality thing just seemed a little bit weirdly convenient to me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. but it definitely didn't affect my, like, reading of the book. It was still really fun for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, because she's not really, like, a main character. I was mostly thinking about just Bella. Bella. <laughs> I love her so much. Me too. Yeah. I, like, really
1: wish that I could be friends with her. I wish she were a real person. Me
0: too. I remember back in um, the uh, understatement of the year when she finds out from... She walks in on... Right. She walks in Ricker on Riker and Graham. Graham having and, sex. Right. And then, like, Riker goes and talks to her because Graham's, like, about to have a breakdown. And, like, after... Like, she's obviously really upset and shocked, but then, like, her last thing that she says is, like, oh, that's pretty hot. Would you to I, I watch? I just love <laughs> wow, she asks that. That's exactly how I would feel, too, I feel. Me, too. Like, um... But, like, would you want? There to watch. Seriously. I,
1: would <laughs> I hate to relate everything to sex in the city, but it is a touchstone for me. Yeah. And um, it makes me think of that episode where the gay couple ask Samantha if they want to have sex with them and then they change I their imagine. mind and she's
0: like really insecure about it later. Yeah, yeah I definitely <laughs> probably wouldn't because of that because I would like, well, to me, like the sexiest thing that can ever happen is just someone. Really, really, really wants to have sex with you, and you can just see it. And yeah. so, I would definitely not want to like, have I don't sex think with that it is. Are... I would be like, who like low who key think your pussy is like weird. Yeah. <laughs> be like, that. that's not my dream, but watching two gay guys make it, make I it happen, mean, I would love It's like that. my favorite thing. It's definitely would be my favorite thing. Awesome. Well, um, is there anything else we want to talk about? I guess that's it. Well, if any of our listeners want to reach out to us, maybe to talk about who they like to see getting it on in romance novels or in general.
1: Totally. Or if, if you read this book and you liked it, or if you have recommendations, as always, we really love to get recommendations for good romance novels of any, any ilk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah well-written romance novels
1: anything well-written I mean I will I'm gonna try like any genre yeah, so so too. definitely anything that's well-written I would take the wreck.
0: also maybe if you're asexual and want to share your thoughts about I um, would love to know I would really love to know I too. would love to
1: actually hear from any asexual person who reads romance like what kind of romance you're into that would be cool to know
0: yeah Um, Or if you just want to say hi to us. Yeah, or just say hi.
1: We'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And the way you can contact us is by emailing sexybookspodcast at gmail.com or tweeting us at sexybookspod.
1: Yeah, no cast. Just sexybookspod at Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We'd love to
0: hear from you. Yeah. Um, So, folks go forth and masturbate